0: Hey guys, it's Hulkbusters here, back for another video here. Um, I'm just letting you guys know, this is to friends and family basically that like and subscribe to our channel. We really appreciate the support we've been getting, but if you could wait till the first minute of the video to like and subscribe, because otherwise you'll have to resubscribe to the channel, and also you won't get the updated um, videos that we're doing. Um, so yeah, if you, my name's Hulkbuster again, Dallas. Um, follow me on Twitch. Um, YouTube, any of those things. Um, we have uh, lots of other platforms. You can look in the description below and that will tell you all the details about all of our stuff, social media and, and whatnot. Um, today's episode is going to be about Nintendo. Um, obviously, I got DK behind me here and I'm super excited for this episode because this is the, literally the most nostalgic thing from my childhood and maybe even the other two brothers. Like I remember being five with my dad Play Nintendo 64, I remember even younger than that, like the old school Nintendo that you'd have to b- blow in to get the cartridges to work. Like, I'm just really excited for this video and, there, and we'll be doing lots of on Nintendo because it's one, it's one of the family friendly things that we do. So yeah, I'll let Carter take it away.
1: Right on. So just to clarify something real quick, um, the the reason that it'll unsubscribe you after a minute is for botting purposes. Otherwise, people could just get a bunch of bot subscribers and then grow their channel that way. But uh, yeah, so jumping right in here, uh, these guys definitely introduced me to Nintendo uh, growing up as a little kid. And I think it's pretty safe to say that I was probably one of, if not the biggest Nintendo fans of all time. I had, growing up, my rooms always had Nintendo memorabilia, Mario pillows, blankets, stuffed animals. I had everything, action figures. And yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that all of us love Nintendo here. some of the some of my favorite games right off the bat would probably be Mario 64, Mario Galaxy, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Um, mostly some of the mainstream kind of games that lots of people know about. But yeah, I mean, Nintendo has been a huge, uh, definitely a huge. It's made a huge impression on me growing up, and I think uh, I think it's a lot better for a kid to grow up on Nintendo games than for example you know modern warfare call of duty or whatever i think it definitely is better for a kid's brain than uh you know people saying a bunch of bad words and chatting and stuff like that so
2: yeah yeah i think uh you know as soon as this episode was announced i was super excited uh this is going to be one of the heavy hitters i think that we have coming out of the gate um nintendo is a just very special ip to me and i think i can speak for everyone here that uh you know, we're just really excited to do this episode, you know. I I have a lot of uh you know, most of my gaming experience when I was younger started with Nintendo, you know, Super Nintendo, Super Mario World, that sort of thing. All the classics like that. I think a lot of people play that as well. And then moving on to the Nintendo sixty four, it was so just iconic at the time. Um, I'd never seen anything like that, you know, fully rendered three D graphics at the time, even though they've kind of been obliterated over the passage of time with uh, you know, the hardware that we have now. But You know, the Nintendo 64, especially for me, was just, like, such a special console. I remember we got it, uh, you know, essentially when it was released on uh, Christmas. And me, my dad, and uh, Dallas here, my brother, we just played that, like, crazy for, like, basically until the GameCube came out. But it was really just kind of fun to see it go, uh, it spread across generations. You know, like, when my dad was younger, I'm sure, you know, he had Pong, and that was his, like, revolutionary as it was at that time, all the way to, you know, playing Super Mario 64. It's kind of impressive to see that even in that small amount of time, how much of a a massive shift in uh, just, you know, gaming uh, has been. So uh, I I think that uh, Nintendo itself is a company. Um, you know, I think it can be safe to say that they released some of the best games, some of the best franchises, their characters are so iconic. You know, even some of their more obscure characters have come into the forefront like Captain Falcon and, and Fox McCloud. It's really good to see that, uh, you know, we have this this company that's really found its niche. You know, it's not really going head to head with the console or like uh, the PlayStation or the Xbox. It's kind of found its own thing. It's a very family friendly kind of integrating everyone into the, into the home and playing games. So it really, I feel like it really set uh, the jumping point off for Um, at-home gaming you know back in the day it was mostly arcades people would go to an arcade and they'd pump those things full of quarters and you know there wasn't really a home console until Nintendo came around I mean obviously there was Sega and that sort of thing but uh, you know I I think that they were miles ahead of the competition especially with the 64 Um, and I can't even think of too many uh, just bombs that were on that thing I think it was all just a lot of uh, top shelf, high tier games, and I don't think they put out a bad
0: game really uh, over the years. uh the, like like you said, there's just so many um, franchises with the Nintendo that are just so big. And like the memories I have, like Donkey Kong's a huge one, just because it's one of the ones that we played with our a lot of our family and our cousins and stuff. We have a very big family and it was just one of those games i just remember this the the split screen not split screen sorry but the tag in tag out type of thing when you would lose life like it was fun like you know it, it was nice to be able to play a couch cooperative game and like that was back when you know there wasn't really a couch co-op was it was not really a thing even um nintendo like the original nintendo system Obviously, Super Mario, that was that was the the big boy, like, obviously, but uh, Double Dragon. I remember that one for me and Kat, we played hours of that. And I mean, obviously, the kids nowadays are a lot better at games. But like for, at that time, it was a difficult. It was really, really hard for us to get like anywhere in all those games. I don't even think I beat the original Mario until I was probably like 11 or 12 um another thing uh, that was huge to us was pokemon um it came out um pokemon red and blue and i remember i remember literally spending nights like with my little nightlight and my little tiny little little lamp just playing nintendo all night till like three in the morning as a kid and like just scared i was gonna get caught you know and then obviously obviously the trading cards and stuff came out later so that even you know made us come back to it eventually but it was just it was amazing and like just the all the handheld stuff really was a huge thing like because there was the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP, um, obviously the Game Boy Color I missed but it was just yeah there was just a ton of handheld stuff and that's the one thing Nintendo still does they still do that with the Switch and that's like on a long car ride to just throw it to your kid and you know or or whatever throw it to your hubby your wife like it's just it's not it's nice to be able to do I think they still they're still killing it in that area. Definitely and uh,
1: despite um, they're kind of focused on family-friendly games, co-op, and uh, handheld gaming. I think I think it would be really interesting to see a next-gen Nintendo console um, with kind of maybe the same hardware as the PlayStation, so kind of something to compete with those boys. I think it would be a nice trifecta, a nice little extra form of competition because those guys have been going at it forever. I think it would be really nice to see Nintendo kind of – try and get in there getting a little more competition with those guys what i can guys agree saying? with
2: that i can definitely agree with that i i guess like my only like complaint with that would be uh just the fact that like playstation and xbox are very like you say very hard uh hard drive driven and like just their hardware in general it's always been a selling feature they've always kind of had this uh competition of who's got the best sleekest graphics who uh, is able to pump out these like powerful machines, but you kind of have Nintendo in the corner there who have always kind of done their own thing. And I feel like their, uh, their mark on the gaming uh, scene has just been quality games. You know, very rarely do you see Nintendo put out a game where it's buggy it's unfinished. You know, you always get a a top tier quality product when a a Nintendo game comes out. Um, You know, I think one of the uh, directors or, or one of the, you know, one of the presidents was also quoted as saying, "You know, like, you know, rushing a game, you'll have a, you know, a, a bad game quickly. But if you push it back and you actually allow that quality to uh, come out with the game, then you know, you have a a good game eventually." So, I think yeah, if this, only Cyberpunk took that memo, huh? Ooh, ah. yeah, that was, a, that was a bit of a bit of a buggy launch. Um, you know, I just think it was funny how that that Cyberpunk was so hyped to be this like next uh you know generation of experience and you know i've seen footage of it i mean I'm, this, the graphics look like they're they're fine or whatever but it just it you know it didn't live up to the hype at all i don't think it it perpetuated this next level of like immersion you know in some regards you know you're actually taken out of the immersion when you see a lot of the npcs doing like the t-pose and um just a lot of the bugs where you know cars are just exploding randomly um, I think they bit off a little bit more than they could chew at uh, CG, uh, CD Project Red. But again, going back to Nintendo, you never see that with Nintendo. You know, you have these very airtight, perfect games that come out and, uh, you know, they have a massive cast of these like iconic characters that they can just make these games go on and on with. You know, I can't even count on one hand or even two rather that how many Mario games there are. You know, Donkey Kong games uh, especially too, like you have their classic franchise that they've built upon over years and years and years. You know, I think Donkey Kong is even older than I am. So it's just nice to see that, you know, Donkey Kong's still in the fray, you know, banana slamming, you gotta love it. So Yeah, the
1: only reason <laughs> the only real comparison I can think of is when uh Nintendo and Sega had a little bit of a rivalry going back in uh in the in the thirty two bit console age. You know, you had Mario and Sonic going at it, but other than that nintendo has always kind of been in their own lane doing their own thing and uh, i think that's something we can all really appreciate is that they're not trying to be something they're not you know they're not trying to they're not trying to uh, appeal to a, a mass audience they're kind of trying to just make things that that well they kind of are in a way they're trying to make things that everyone can enjoy but they're not just sticking to the script you know what i mean like a lot of these, uh, these, uh, these big games nowadays, you know, they're all the same, right? Even Cyberpunk, super similar to games like GTA, uh, Saints Row, games like that. They're all super similar and, and linear. And I think Nintendo's doing something
2: different. I think we can really appreciate that. Well, it just goes back to the whole like FIFA thing. You know, everyone uh, buys the new FIFA when it comes out, but it's mm-hmm. the same game every time. But something I thought was really interesting that you just brought up is the whole competition between Sega and Nintendo. Um, I think that that was a fun rivalry. You know, you have Sonic who, uh, you know, I love the old school Sonic games. Like, I think mm-hmm. they were phenomenal. You have these animations of classic Sonic ripping around. Like, they were just like amazing. I know when you were a, a kid, you had the Sonic CD collection on your GameCube. And we just go through those videos like crazy and just watch these super crisp animated Sonic. But I think that it's so unfortunate to see such a great character like Sonic completely fall into obscurity. They are now the games that they put out. uh, Well, I believe it's actually Sonic Team now. Um, But Sonic is completely irrelevant. They've completely butchered him. I think that the Sonic games now are some of the, uh, the worst games that you could possibly put out. They keep trying to put him into these weird, you know, uh games like you know Nintendo Olympics and stuff like that. But I just it, it feels really unfortunate to see that the the creative drive um that the original Sonic games had and just that that really uh you know just that, that unique feel that they had. You know, you know, villains were, you know, in odd places and the power-ups were really interesting and like you know, at certain points, like you just can take your hand off the controller because Sonic's gunning it through these levels. And it just, it felt fast and it really made you feel like you're fast as well. So, um, I just, I just really think it's unfortunate that Sonic has, uh, once Sonic made the switch to 3D, I think it was a wrap for Sonic. Uh, they just couldn't really do that kind of bombing speed in a 3D environment, and it really showed. And then on the other hand, you have uh, Super Mario 64, where uh, the movie, movement... Which I think personally excelled in 3D, excelled. I,
1: honestly. yeah.
2: I mean, I think it was phenomenal. You have people who- like, for example, there's a speedrunner named Cheese. He's, like, one of my favorite uh, streamers. Like, he just, even speedrunners in general are just pushing the boundaries of what uh, Super Mario 64 is even, you know, the, the, the developers were even thinking was possible. They just pushed the limit. And uh, it's just really, uh, I just really think that, if, you know, if we're comparing Mario to Sonic nowadays, like, it's not even a contest. I think Sonic games have just... Uh, you know, they really went away from their their previous their previous success with like their originality and the, the level design and like just the music. I think in Nintendo, I think that's another thing we can all agree on. That Nintendo, just in general, has had some of the best soundtracks in any gaming genre of all time. You know, some of the most uh, iconic melodies that you know uh, I think are just phenomenal pieces of art.
1: Yeah. What okay. other? What other? Um, what other game? You know even when I'm playing other games or I'm studying or I'm watching it or I'm watching, you know, if I'm cleaning the house, I'll be list. I have a playlist of Nintendo music on my YouTube account right now, you know, music from Ocarina of time, uh, Mario RPG, things like that. The soundtracks were just incredible back then. And even
0: today, some of the music is still quite memorable. The thing is though, um, if you, if you look back at it and you actually take all the, like if you went and you literally just deleted N64 and prior, Like, I don't think there'd be much of a franchise, to be honest. You know what I mean? If that, if it was never invented, like it would just like Nintendo, the whole point of it is literally, it just brings generations of people together. It brings like, there's grandparents that literally remember like their little kids playing, playing Nintendo, you know what I mean? And now that now there's generations, like even the generation gap between us, us and you Carter, like, like we, you literally grew up on Nintendo, like, and it was all 3d stuff. Like I remember playing like Mario, um, uh, Mario galaxy with you. That was actually after, but, uh, which one, the water Mario super, I can't even remember what it's Sunshine. called. Sunshine. Yeah. Sunshine. That one's really good. That's a good one. And obviously like, like obviously smash bros, we don't want to go dig too deep into that, but I mean, that was, that's an amazing game as well. And like, just like that just goes to show how many different characters there are that they can all bring in together under one franchise and still call it Nintendo. You know what I mean? There's just, Nintendo will probably live on for for a long, 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 long time. Like their life is gonna be like longer than probably any of the other systems just because of the fact that people have these memories and it brings you back to when you were a kid playing playing these things and watching the graphics like obviously I know they're not PS PS five and Xbox gen X, but the, the graphics are still, they're still good. And, and it just, it really hits home with people and it's fun to play with family. It's fun to play with friends. And, you know, it's, it's nice to have a still kind of a, a G, a G rated feel to, to a games. Like there doesn't have to be all this blood and gore and stuff like that in games to make it to actually have a fun game that everyone can like and enjoy. I I think think it's just a, I'll I'll go first,
1: I guess. Uh, I think it's just a testament to how how memorable Nintendo characters are by just the fact that PlayStation tried to make their own kind of version of kind of copying the formula of Smash with PlayStation All-Stars, but it just couldn't compare at all. The characters, I, I probably couldn't even name half the characters in that whole game, but every single Smash Brothers character, arguably some of the characters in Ultimate that they're bringing on, you know, they have a lot of sword fighting characters, anime looking characters, but I think in the classic games you have Melee Brawl and uh the original Smash sixty four, the characters in that are just nothing compares to that, you know? I They'll think never that, go
2: away. I think that Dallas made a really good comparison there though, is that they haven't really had to lean or hinge on like you know, ultra gore, ultra violence, you know, or like I would even say to some degree, ultra graphics. They've just always kind of like leaned on the fact that these games are fun and they're fun to play. And that's the 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 core of Nintendo. I always feel like, When I think of a Nintendo game, I always like the three things I think of off the top of my head are, you know, they're coming out with a banging soundtrack. You know that the game's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun time. You know, even games like, uh, you know, Toad's Treasure Adventure, you know, you look at it at at first and you think, oh, this is kind of seems a little kiddie. But then you realize, wow, this game is very polished. It looks great. And, you know, again, you have a great soundtrack. So I think that even talking about like spreading from generation to generation, what has affected me in my personal life, especially with Nintendo and and the Switch coming out, which again, I'll I'll say right now, I think the Switch is the most creative, best uh, console that's ever come out. I think the Switch is amazing. And the reason why I can even quantify that as well is because, um, you know, with my girlfriend being able to play these games, you know, she played Breath of the Wild, fell in love with it, you know. I think uh, even Hollow Knight came out on the Switch. She got that, fell in love with it. You know, previously someone who wasn't really playing that many video games unless it was on PC is all of a sudden now in the forefront of this switch console where it's so immersive, you know, she's playing doom on the handheld with the gyro aim in bed, you know? So I really enjoy that. Uh, Nintendo is able to just like Dal said, bring everyone together. And uh, the reason why they're bringing them together is because of just the amount of fun that they're having. I think Nintendo was always leaned on the fact that they're coming out with a quality game, like I've stated before and uh these are games that uh you can play the game and realize oh a couple hours have gone by and it felt like minutes these games are just fun and they uh their IPs are so original and classic and i think that it really stirs up a lot of emotion with people you know with the music and the characters that you know fill these games with i think one thing we can all
1: agree on is uh one criticism for nintendo i think we can all we can all agree is that the online multiplayer aspect of nintendo has always been mm. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like they're still in the stone age, you know, when it comes to online multiplayer. Uh, Even on the Switch, I mean, they make you use your phone to do a party. Like Xbox and PlayStation have always had that down pat, I think, online multiplayer, but it seems like Nintendo's still more focused on just getting all your buddies together. But in in the kind of climate we're in right now, especially during quarantine, I think it would be great if Nintendo could really kind of get better at doing online play.
2: I don't Um, think that they'll ever figure it out. Unfortunately, the one thing Nintendo, uh, Nintendo may be great at a lot of things, but it does not understand what internet is. It doesn't understand (laughs) the idea of having a connection with people uh, as far as outside of the house and outside Mm -hmm. of the couch. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like you say, uh, PlayStation, Xbox have had really, really easy lobbies. You can message people, invite people to groups. Nintendo's never had that. Nintendo has a 37 digit code that you need to input perfectly oops, I put a seven instead of a six. Yeah, you have to redo the whole thing. You send it. Oh, now they have to accept the invite. Where do I even find my invites? Like, it's a nightmare. Nintendo needs to uh, figure out online. they uh, That's something they've struggled with. I know very few of their games even hinge on online in general, but, uh, you know, Carter is me and you being massive uh, Smash Brothers fans and with Ultimate um, coming out, like not that recently, but somewhat recently. There will be times where you get an online match of uh, Ultimate and it's just a laggy mess. The connection's bad. The interface is pretty poor. And it's just unfortunate that uh, they're being completely obliterated when it comes to online. So it's just unfortunate that, like, say, Xbox and PS uh, uh, PlayStation have been doing this right out of the gate and doing it, like, phenomenally. It's just like Even since the early 2000s, you know, the GameCube had nothing
1: like that. And then the Xbox and the original, or the PlayStation 2, sorry, come along. And uh, they they already have online play mastered pretty much. I remember Halo, games like Halo, Call of Duty. Uh, The online play was incredible.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah the thing is though like Nintendo doesn't still does like okay, if you ignore COVID just pretend COVID never existed obviously that really does hurt Nintendo really because you can't get together with those people right and that does suck but they've always had the games and it's multiple people like everyone can have fun like I remember spending hours and hours playing Mario Party like hours and just Mm -hmm. over and over and over like and, and like I think there's like 14 of them like that might be an over exaggeration but i think there's like 12 of them no, i think you're right i, I think, think there's even more there. than 14 <laughs> oh is there that... right. okay, well, cable like like and, and all of them they're all a little bit different and that just, I think, um, really speaks for, to Mario in general. Like, I don't want to beat Mario into, into the ground, but, I mean, every character in that game is really memorable. Like, they all like, they all mean something, from Yoshi to Toad to Bowser to even Baby Bowser to Luigi. Like, there's just so many of them, and they're all, like, all honestly pretty much household names. Like, Luigi has his own series, Toad has his own series, Yoshi has his own series. They were able to make one game with characters and then just branch out into a million. But let's just bring it back to the handheld thing. Um, I think that is literally the most important thing about Nintendo. Period. I know um, personally, like the amount of time I've spent in a vehicle in my life is a lot, and I remember playing. Like I said, obviously the Pokemon games that was they were they were huge. There was like you know you have hundreds of hours in each one of those games alone. But I mean, even recently with the Switch. I bought the Switch and Breath of the Wild. I remember me and Carter went on a road trip, and uh, we were literally trying to do the master, the master level, like just over, the and, DLC, over and over. DLC, I think. We yeah, were the, just the, trying the, to do that on yeah, a road trip. On the road trip, we spent eight hours literally. The trip went by like that because mm-hmm. Nintendo.
2: Well, that's the thing too. Is I even remember a time before all these worm lights and stuff for GameCube, you kind of had to drive at night and wait for the the uh, <laughs> lights in the road to allow you to see what you're doing. So. And, you know, running around in the, you know, in the middle school with uh, link cables and that sort of stuff. And there's always the the myths of how you could get Mew by moving the truck and stuff like that. I think that... Uh, not true. You know, well, no, it's not true. Of course it's not true. But I, I just think it's so uh, interesting how, you know, even on this schoolyard, and I'm talking about this is back when the internet was in its infancy. You know, you'd look on some game fact that was typed up and they use a lot of word art and stuff like that. Um, now... It's a dime a dozen, but I think back in the day, there was a really, a really, uh, you know, it had its own unique feel of just, uh, you know, handhelds in general and just linking up. But one thing I've found that was really interesting is in middle school, um, handhelds uh, was essentially the king of the playground. You know, people would, you know, be playing here and there, but there's always a group of kids with their Game Boys. And then, as soon as high school hit, it got serious. you know now everyone has to take themselves seriously. You wouldn't be caught dead with a game boy at high school, and then all of a sudden we get to college and everyone's got game boys again. So um, I just always think that was kind of funny how uh, high school was like the brutal judgment of uh you know being a video game player,
0: and then in college, you know you you get to embrace it again. so Do you remember the game facts Cat? like the actual like the manuals on how to like beat levels in games like now with the internet you can literally you can search up on youtube find guides you can go on twitch watch people do it you know what i mean there's all these speedrunners and stuff but like that was some of the fun to enjoy like especially with like zelda games and like puzzle games like that like sometimes you like man i remember getting stuck in the water temple in n64 like four different times in my life four different times years apart and getting stuck in the water temple and in, in, in Orcareen of Time, and it's just like, man. And then and then now I'll, you can literally Google a two minute video, and then you're through the water temple. It's just like it's crazy how how that has changed Nintendo in general, because now you're not spending hours trying to figure things out, because there's always a quick guide to be able to figure it out, right? I think uh, it's just a testament to how
1: good their handheld gaming was. Even in elementary school growing up, for me, it was all about the DS, the 3DS. And even though I think the 3D aspect of the 3DS was super gimmicky, a lot of people would just turn the slider right off and not even bother with it to begin with. But some of the games that came out, even um, there was this app on the original D- the DSi, I think, where you could do flip notes and you could make little animations. I remember spending hours on that. And they had their own little YouTube for that where you could watch other people's flipnote animations. And uh I, it was just incredible. I think Nintendo's always uh always been really good at those
0: kind of niche things. The SP for me was the biggest one. I was about to say that. The only reason I'm bringing it up is literally because of you, because I remember literally when I was really little, I don't know how old we were, like seven, eight, whatever. But I remember like when you were driving on the highway at nighttime, you couldn't see the Game Boy. And that was the same with the Advance. Like there was no, you couldn't see like you literally had to have your own little flashlight and that's before there was phones that you could like shine on it right so that's why i think the sp was like revolutionary because it had its own built-in light finally so now you could play it anytime any day you didn't need your night light you could literally play it anywhere And I think that, like, for me, like, as far as, like, revolutionary goes, and I mean, it's not even that revolutionary, but it was just sweet to finally have a light so that you can see when you're playing Pokemon Sapphire, or, yeah, I guess Sapphire, yeah, you could play, yeah, you you could play advanced games in the Game Boy, that cross-compatibility.
2: The reason why I will say that it was revolutionary because obviously you have the internal light on it now so you can play as you say where you want, but I loved the clamshell design I loved how it was so compact and it was such a sleek attractive looking game boy I love the way it looked the buttons felt good because they now they weren't raised they were almost uh, in like they were lowered into the, the area that you hold I think that the game boy SP was was phenomenal um and then you know obviously they've come out like how carter said with the the ds it felt more gimmicky but that one felt like it was like the perfect game boy Mm -hmm. just the way it it felt and the way that uh its functionality and then of course the backlight was so important because now you can play uh when it's bedtime under a blanket (laughs) and try your best not to get caught right so yeah the
1: sp was just incredible i remember uh When I was, I think, 13, I bought one at a pawn shop. And even, like, recently, I've found myself opening it back up, flipping it open and popping in Pokemon Emerald and just running around catching Pokemon. I think uh, the 32-bit Pokemon games were really incredible, and the
0: the SP was just such a perfect handheld device. I'm sorry. I'm biased. Like, even the new Pokemon, the only... The only thing I wish they did, and it's because because I think, like like I said, the nostalgia of it, but the original 151 Pokemon, like that was my jam. Like, you know, when it got to 250, it was sweet. You know, when it was 350, it was, and then it started. I'll to...
2: say, I'll say gold and silver for me was as far oh, as yeah. think Gen 2, Gen 2, that's as far as I need. I don't need to uh, essentially take a university course to know how many Pokemon there are. Um, I think Gen 2 is perfect. It, it, I, I believe it was the first time they they uh, introduced the IV levels and you could really fine-tune your your Pokemon the way you wanted. Um, you know, and just like all the little secrets and, uh, you know, silver and gold I think were phenomenal. You know, you can get secret Pokemon in certain caves like Tyrogue and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. it had a really great feel. Um, you know, obviously gen one had, had its own problems. There was infinite combos like fire spin and rap and stuff like that. It wasn't so fine tuned, but I, I feel like they really, they really fell into their own groove, especially in, uh, gold and silver, but you know, admittedly, um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that likes, like the, uh, the, the continuation of the series, you know, so one sitting right here, but, yeah. I, but I, but I think that for the most part, once, I mean, I played Sapphire and Ruby, they were, they were fine games. But everything after that, it just felt like it was getting a little much. Um, one thing that I thought Pokemon did that was really cool um, is how they did the regional Pokemon. I thought that was so, so, such a fresh idea. You have Executor, who now is a super long. You had uh, Weezing, who one of them was wearing a top hat that looked like a chimney. Oh, and Pokemon then even- Go? No, no. This was for uh, like uh, I can't remember what the actual game is called. It was like almost like a Hawaiian version of Pokemon. Like the Pokemon look different because they're in a region that's different. They had a Vulpix okay. that was now an Ice Vulpix because uh, its typing was Ice just because of the the area. I think that's such a such an interesting way to do it. Like for example, Muck was now like a Rainbow Muck because it was like uh, I guess the trash or the 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 debris that the Mucks were made out of in like that area um were like kind of like fruit based like trash so i i just think that uh you know they've always came to the plate and they've always hit home runs out of the ga- like with these games but i lost interest obviously i think it was just because i was getting older and i was losing interest in pokemon in general um and the games just started to get to this point where there's just so many to remember but again for me i think gold and silver is was the uh the peak i think that that was the best and that's just uh obviously my opinion but my Since Dallas
1: uh touched on it I would like to talk about Pokemon Go for a second yeah but uh, me and Dallas played the absolute we played that game so much when it first came out I think it really did a good job at getting people out of the house and just uh I remember me and Dallas would just hang out at the park down where we used to live because that's where they had all the Pokestops at how many and people were just- there tons we, even that aspect of it was fun too you know just meeting new people who were also just gaming pokemon out in public i think that was really cool and i think it was different you know nothing's nothing's ever really compared to that i don't think you
2: Exercise can't really do too. that now with uh with COVID. Nope. i think you <laughs> yeah, guys no, I
0: when it comes to pokemon go so uh that's the thing honestly like uh like like you said it it, it let you go outside and let you converse with people and and obviously like me and carter there's such an age difference right but literally we were both like having a blast with it and then not only that not only was it like really good for the community and really and really good just to be able to get outside and do it but like they'd make you hatch eggs and get these incubators so you could hatch these eggs and you had to walk so you many kilometers. kilometers
1: kilometers yeah, me kilometers, and carter yeah. walk
0: walk like hundreds of kilometers <laughs> hundreds of kilometers just to hatch these eggs to get a chance at these candies to evolve your Pokemon. Like it brought it back. And then, okay. So Pokemon go amazing. Um, obviously now it's, it's a little redundant, especially honestly, I think I w- would have stayed with Pokemon go if I would have were, were to live in a giant city w- where there was like a, tons of Pokestops and stuff like that. But I mean, especially in the area I am right now, there's no Pokestops. Like literally I would have to walk like five kilometers just to get one, one Pokestop, you know what I mean? Whether if you go to like a big hub, they're like literally everywhere. But (laughs) um, Sword and Shield, just for the people out there that play it on the Switch, it's an actually really good game. I know it's hard because it kind of... When you have like 600 Pokemon or whatever, it does like it feels like not as important, but it's still it was actually a really fun game. I think I have like 120, 130 hours put into that game and there's like DLCs and stuff like that. So it's definitely shout out to the people that still play Pokemon because I got mad respect for that. I love Pokemon.
2: The thing with Go for me is, especially at the start, I feel like um, it was so, like it was a cultural phenomenon, so it was so interesting that it was happening, but when I really just deconstructed the game and really got a look at what was going on, there wasn't really much to the game at all, you know, there was no battle system, which really killed it for me. It was essentially just catching Pokemon. And even if you caught a Pokemon that you really enjoyed, there was no way to level it up unless you gave it uh, berries or whatever. But there was no battle system. And they had gyms. I know that they had gyms. But even that was a little bit antiquated. So I feel like uh, it lost me very quickly. You know, I I got, you know, obviously I jumped on the bandwagon. We were going out, uh, you know, me and my friends and my girlfriend going and trying to catch Pokemon with this Pokemon Go. But I think after a week, I started to realize that there's really not much of a game here. Um, but I believe that Nanatic N- N- eventually uh, they did do updates and, and give the game some more flavor, but by then I had already dropped it. So um, on the one hand, it was really cool to see like a lot of people who haven't probably left their house in maybe five, six years to now be, to now be out in these fields and uh, to catch Pokemon. So it was nice to see <laughs> on that end, but on the other side of it, um, I feel like there wasn't actually much of a game and it was more of a gimmick. So Oh no, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I think both of us kind of lost interest
1: even around once the second gen Pokemon Mm -hmm. came out, which was pretty early into it. I think we lost interest pretty quickly, but I I still think we had a lot of good
0: times playing that. Oh, hundred percent. We spent hours doing it. And honestly, for me, like, I know, I know you, we, it was probably like five months in or something, six months in, like once the second gen came out, we kind of, like you said, lost interest. But recently, as far as uh, seven, eight months ago, I went for a, for a trip to um, somewhere and like just a totally different area. And it was, it was like a hub, right? So there was tons of Pokemon, tons of Pokemon stops, like all that stuff. And I actually lost access to my account. But I played played it so much in that summer that I literally Shame. got all the way to level 20, like 28 or something again. Like I was further ahead in this game than I was before. And after having made all the mistakes with all the candies and just wasting all the all the items basically on Pokemon that you don't even know. Like because there, there was the IV checker by then. So you could actually tell how po- powerful your Pokemon are. Instead of just like when we first started playing, Carter, how many candies did we waste just leveling up garbage Pokemon that ended up like. I don't want to like, think about it. Yeah, literally, it, it was frustrating. That's why my second account was better, literally, because I learned from my mistakes. And there was, like, apps and stuff that you could use to not waste your candy and waste all this time. And hey, design. can I tell
1: a quick funny story? Absolutely. Of when we, were, when we first started playing Pokemon Go. I remember we discovered that app where it would show you rare Pokemon on the map in your city. And me and Dallas, we went out, we drove to go find this Charizard. So we get to we get to where we're supposed to be. We run out. We run out of the car because the Charizard was disappearing soon. I think. Yeah, so we're running across the we're running across the street trying to catch this Charizard. I managed to catch it. Dallas doesn't. We get back to the car and realize that Dallas locked the keys in the car. And so so, <laughs> and so I remember I named the Charizard the fifty dollar Charizard because we had to pay fifty bucks to get the car opened up. So wow, that was just a hilarious story. I think. Well, oh, you know, it's for
2: Charizard, though, so it, it evens out, you know. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah, so, that was. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. You know, we could sit here and, uh, you know, talk about obviously Pokemon. And I think, you know, f- for an eternity, because I think it's made such an impact on all three of us. Um, and I really would like to, in a bit here, talk more about like Nintendo as a company. But I'm just going to drop it like it's hot right now. I'm going to see what you guys think. What is your guys' favorite Nintendo game of all time on
0: any console? I'd love to hear it. Mm. Can you pick top three, maybe, or no, just one. You, you have to pick one, one. Man, that's really have tough.
2: Some you can have some honorable mentions if you want, but I'd love to hear just what your your number one, the the golden star, uh, game for you guys would be. Can I give a series?
1: Favorite series, or is yeah, that cheating? You, can do what you want. Let's hear it. I think just Smash Bros is definitely the pinnacle. I mean, it's every Nintendo IP all brought together. The combat is just different from every other fighting game i think i think smash
0: bros definitely would be the favorite for me either whether it's melee or ultimate oh man do you know yours cat because i have two right now that i'm thinking of do you do you know yours yeah i think so okay well what is it
2: well i'll, I'll let you struggle for a bit i
0: think <laughs> oh thanks uh i man that's a really 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 tough one um I don't think I could pick a favorite. I'll save you, Dallas. Game.
1: I'll save you an honorable mention. An honorable mention for me would definitely be uh, the 3D Zelda games on the N64. Both Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. I love evenly. I think they're both really good in their own ways. Where Ocarina of Time was more of a linear story, but I think Majora's Mask had a lot of options where you could kind of go get your own masks and kind of delve. Out of the story and just complete these side
2: missions. I love Majora's Mask. I think that Majora's Mask was like the first time that we ever got a very dark, eerie version of uh, the Legend of Zelda, and it was really great to see that. I think that uh, you know, obviously Ocarina, you got to you got to give it give it out to for Ocarina time. But I think, in my personal opinion, I think Majora's Mask is actually the better game, even though you don't really get to do the adult thing, which is always kind of a, a kind of a, a sad thing that you're not able to utilize. Ah, uh, something that you're able to utilize in the first one. There's so, just so much. Uh, there's so, just so much appeal to me for like Majora's Mask, and the villain, in my opinion, was more interesting. He's very misunderstood. You know, obviously we Skull Kid, uh, and then just going to the moon and fighting on that moon in this very fierce, fierce, baby. Fierce deity is just such an incredible character as well. But that sword. Yeah. oh man just, the laser yeah. sword odd the design yeah. too is just great but yeah okay dal you've had enough time to think no, i to already I
0: already know i like honestly i'm gonna say pokemon and honestly like i was literally good at the only reason i'm saying pokemon is literally because i was gonna say zelda and we just dropped zelda so i mean it's pretty much a tie i mean as far as like life expectancy of games go like i mean since i was a kid you know with the original with the original zelda Link's awakening i think it was and then obviously pokemon red and blue uh yellow version a uh, gold and silver probably were my favorite of all time just because of like lugia and ho-oh and all the extra nice extra um legendary characters I like
2: still that. remember when we received uh gold silver and majora's mask all at the same time uh for christmas uh from our grandmother <sighs> Must which have been was probably the best christmas ever probably the best christmas i can think of um <laughs> right off the top because we i believe if i'm not mistaken we were one of the first kids in our uh you know like age demographic that had obviously gold and silver but now have Majora's Mask um I even remember at the time this might be a little obscure and maybe not a lot of people might know what I'm talking about but there was a show called Video and Arcade where it was essentially these uh three kids who would compete to get the high score in in games or whatever I remember they showcased Majora's Mask on there one time and, and the criteria for who was the best was so strange it's like who collected the most rupees but um you know you can't really play ocarina or majora's mask like that i feel like it's a very immersive kind of game that you really got to get that fantasy element um but if i'm going to pick my favorite of all time i gotta i gotta give it up for uh, super mario rpg for the super Mm -hmm. nintendo the soundtracks banging the characters that they came are so uh so niche but so loved you know characters like Mallow and Mm gino i really love that game a lot and uh you know I, it's one of the first times we see that uh you know we you get to team up with Bowser and i think that was a really such a such an interesting kind of dynamic because you know Bowser has always been this big bad and then over the years he's kind of softened up and he kind of seems like he's part of the crew um but mostly he's just really trying to grab peach away from mario but you know let bygones be bygones mario doesn't seem to be too uh too mad at bowser about that but tons of secrets in
1: that game too if i recall correctly there's a secret where you can fight where you can actually find link sleeping in a bed as well as Samus. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, the, the secret final fantasy boss was really cool. And even the music in that was incredible. Uh, uh, I think cool was the name of the boss that you fight. If you, uh, do the follow the secrets or whatever. And I remember that was one of the first, uh, Mario games that I beat all by myself. You know, I remember it was super, uh, super Mario galaxy, uh, mario 64 and then super mario rpg were some of the first mario games i ever completed
0: um honorable mentions for me i'll just throw a couple of them out there um i love donkey kong country obviously it's in the back right behind me i loved uh, donkey kong country 3 for the super nintendo but donkey kong country 2 that's the one i'm going to throw an honorable mention on because of the fact of how many secrets in that game there was and they finally released the dk tokens and everything and i still to this day have never beat that final world i haven't even unlocked it
2: the thing about that is I have actually recently 100% of that game and getting all the DK coins and you get to fight the secret version of K. Rule inside of the mountain. And But the, the, the one notable thing about the secret uh, K. Rule fight is the levels up to it. Um, there's, uh, I think, five or six levels and these are c- cripplingly difficult levels. Like, um, you know, speedrunners, I, I used to watch a lot of Donkey Kong Country speedrunners as well. And like, there's a couple levels in there that the speedrunners would always kind of mention like, hey, I might die a couple times here. This is a little tricky. Um, But uh, I think that uh, it's just funny that you mentioned that because uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, that's the iteration with uh, Diddy and and, uh, Trixie, I believe, or Dixie Kong, one of the two. Yeah, Dixie, yeah. Yeah, uh, I actually 100% of that one uh, very recently. And it's so creative how some of those DK coins are hidden. Um, But I would say my favorite of the donkey Kong country franchise is the third one. And that's the first time we really get a look at baby Kong. Um And he's such a, uh, such a good character in that one. Um, he just felt really nice. Uh, it was almost like, uh, you, you know, you're, you, in the first game you have Diddy and uh, donkey. donkey Kong, of course. The second one you have Diddy and Trixie or Dixie, sorry. Um, which felt like two light characters, and then Baby Kong comes back with that heavy feel. He felt more like Donkey Kong. Um, you know, he had a different throw arc with the barrels and stuff. So I feel like the third one was my favorite. There's a lot of secrets in that with the uh, the banana birds and that sort of thing. And then mm-hmm. you could also like upgrade your skidoo and stuff to helicopters and stuff. I just think it was a great game. It had that open world feel too, because there was the uh, the that HUD world that you could you could traverse and and do the secrets on that, but also do the secrets in the levels. So. Um, the third one was uh, a lot of fun for me,
0: too. Uh, I'll give two more honorable mentions. Um, Star Fox 64, and uh, I'll give three, actually. I'll give Star Fox 64, just because I loved the fact that, like, it was the first game that I remember off the top of my head that you could literally go two separate ways and then converge back in the same path and then go in two separate. Like, you know what I mean? There was just lots of options for that. And beating certain levels, certain ways would get, get – would. Uh, would basically change the outcome of the game and change the final boss another one that i will throw out um is obviously super mario 64 and i'm not even going to touch on that it was a, it was ahead ahead of, of the curve the star system like all the way from rainbow bowser like i mean there's just so many nice things and the soundtrack was killer and just the the how it played was wonderful as well um but then there's super Paper mario which is just building on our like, i'm not talking about the new one the new one was all right but the original super paper mario was i just felt like it was just like it brought back vibes for me from um mario rpg and that's why i think i liked it so much And actually i recently uh, probably four months ago played super mario rpg and it's a really good game it's clean man like it's it's an amazing game the, even the leveling up system the amount of damage and stuff you could do it's just it's a good game and if you put in the time to actually like farm yourself with levels you'll you'll I love the leveling up system in any I, game.
2: I think that that would be my honorable mention is just Paper Mario. I think Paper Mario, when it was first announced, I was thinking like, well, you know, this this, this is very strange. Like, why would they do this? But then once you play the game, uh, you know, they hit you with that first starting level where, you know, you can't actually beat Bowser. He has a star rod and they send you on your way. Um, I, I love that game. I think if anyone hasn't ever played the original Paper Mario for 64, you definitely need to give a look into that. Because it's a great game, uh, lots of really interesting characters that they introduce. It's very Final Fantasy-esque, and where you can change your party out depending on your playstyle. I think that it gave you a lot of uh, a lot of uh, different variety when it came to approaching different things in the game. Also, uh, and when you're when you're actually running around in the world, uh, not combat-related, some of the characters have unique abilities, like uh, able to jump in a certain way to traverse areas, or to, uh, able to crawl in a certain uh, direction. So. It was really. There's a lot of secrets in that one too. I think Nintendo is really good at doing secrets and like these fun unlockables and fun stuff mm-hmm. like that. Most of their games, I would say, have a uh, have a very um, a high high degree of uh, secrets that you can find and very very cleverly hidden. So, a series we haven't touched on is uh, Mario Kart. Uh,
1: oh. I know particularly. The one on the Wii, Mario Kart Wii, was probably my favorite. That and Double Dash was also really, really good. Uh, I've spent countless hours just uh, unlocking all the different carts and characters, especially in Double Dash. There were some characters that were really hard to get in that game, and I've just spent so much time playing those games.
2: I'll say something that I'm sure the community is going to not be too impressed with, but I hate Mario Kart. I hate all the Mario Karts. Um The only one I probably even remotely like is the one for Super <laughs> Nintendo or 64, and I hate those both equally. Uh, so I can't believe that people uh, waste their time with driving games. I hate driving games. I think driving games need to, uh, you know, have some lead shoes and go for a swim.
0: Oh, that's nice, Cat. That's a hot take. Holy. Um, I I personally love Mario Kart as well. Um, I even in my adult years, like there was there was games we'd play at parties with a lot of people where it was like yeah you just drink your drink and you have to put it down and then you keep going around the track and i just felt like it would like people were immersed in it right it was the same as same for mario party you know what i mean it's just one of those games that you can play with a bunch of people and have a really good time and you know there's like you know you guys know that i like progression games where i'm building on my character blah 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 that's like that's my niche type of game but as far as like just pick up and play games i i I gotta say i like mario party and mario kart
2: Mario Party is great. I think that the new Mario Party for Switch was actually the worst one that they've ever done. Um, I believe it only had something like four or five levels that you could actually play on. Um, not too much creativity. They tried to do this thing where, um, you know, some of the, uh, the, the map altering spaces were kind of interesting. But for the most part, um, it had less creative drive than even the first or the second one. I think it was very disappointing on the Switch. Um, it looked great. And it was really cool to see that uh you know everyone had their own unique dice that they could use, which I thought was really cool. You could finally play as Goomba. you know everyone's been wanting to play as Goomba for the last you know almost thirty years, so I'm glad that we finally get a chance to play as goomba um so that was always great to see um I just love the fact that uh, they really you know gave the, the the audience what they wanted with that one so I know even back on the n e s all I really wanted from
1: an intent on mario game in general was to play as goomba so i'm really glad that they finally brought that to
2: fruition well it's nice to see also that uh you know in three weeks they're going to be releasing goomba in ultimate and i'm (laughs) very excited for that as well i I thought that maybe some of the combos might be difficult since he doesn't have arms but i think they're going (laughs) to be able to get past that um i can't wait to main goomba i can't wait to go to (laughs) tournaments and completely dummy kids as goomba the skins Um, i mean
1: just imagine the possibilities on the amount of skins or even just zero
2: skins at all. We just get the, normal <laughs> Goomba. Uh, I think that that's great. I hope that uh, I hope that Goomba is a really, really good character and that uh, people can really have some advanced combos. I don't know what his recovery will look like if it's a single jump or no jump at all. Uh, you just essentially have to air dodge and, and hope for a sweet spot. But I think Goomba could really be a game changing experience for everyone. And I think I speak for everyone here where I think Goomba is probably Nintendo's, uh, the you know, most iconic
0: character that has come out I, yeah, i'd have yeah. to agree with you there yeah I, I, yeah i don't know what to say to that i'm not a big fan of goomba he's the he's the mortal enemy of mario i remember in every single game and i'd always get ended up getting killed by goomba especially in the original um nintendo when i actually was i don't know I man the, it was always it.
1: the hammer bros for me i hated those guys man they just they're too inconsistent
2: that's the thing you always get with Goomba, though. You get consistency. <laughs> you get the, the the little face with the teeth, and you get the shoes. I love the the combo that they bring. So I, I just love the fact that Nintendo was really able to give something that the audience really wanted—a small brown character with shoes. So you know, I always love to see that. I think Goomba is great. Uh, I could sit here and obviously talk about Goomba for a while. Uh, I have a Goomba we could do poster. our own Goomba yeah, we, podcast episode. Yeah, we should, should just do that. We should just do room, it. Actually, I could i could show you but uh no, <laughs> it, we should probably just pull it back to the nintendo side of things let's it's let's true. pull it
0: away from the mario to be honest because like honestly we could we could literally do a whole episode on mario we can and it's just the truth from you know there every, every generation every single co- generation of console literally had at least one or two i don't know about the original nintendo correct me if no mario rpg wasn't that original nintendo or is that SNES? super nintendo okay so so maybe the first one but every every single generation console had multiple mario games that we could talk in the depth thing, about and they're the fun. Thing that's
2: actually the more i think about it is we've actually never got a goomba game for any of the that's the a good consoles. point so i mean the thing that uh i, I mean think we that-
1: have a toad game we have luigi game like why don't we give goomba the time to shine i really i really agree with that
2: point Well, to be fair, I think Goomba, you know, everyone knows that the shine is unreal. It's like looking at the sun without glasses on. So I think we all know that Goomba's had his time to shine for almost over 20 years. Um, It's refreshing. It's great to see. Um, But yeah, I think another thing that Nintendo really has a strong suit with is the fact like how you mentioned like I know Dallas had mentioned this earlier, but like how the the Yoshi game came out and it had its own thing. But the one the one sleeper thing that I think that a lot of people uh, you know obviously has gained more traction with the Switch, but Luigi's Mansion. I just love how Luigi is now in his own area and the games play out very different. It's it's a lot of puzzle solving and and traversing in the first one, the, the mansion, and now in the second one, the hotel. I know that uh, my girlfriend was just uh, so immersed with the the Luigi and uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 on the Switch. Um, just watching her play and 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 really getting frustrated with a lot of these parts where it's like, what do I do? Um, it was really fun to see that. And just the mechanic they had with Gooigi, I thought was great. I love the idea that uh, they're really kind of leaning into this very spooky ghost oriented kind of uh, game I think Luigi's Mansion and Luigi's Mansion 2 had a lot of flavor. And it's good to see that, you know, like Dallas said, you know, they take these characters that are well-defined and then they throw them in their own franchises and those franchises become well-loved. You know, Yoshi's story is another great one. Um, Me and another friend uh, actually were just playing that game camping. We brought out a CRT and uh, Nintendo 64 and we're all camping and doing the camping thing. But when things kind of got tightened down, uh, you know, we were playing Yoshi's Story and those games hold up. They just simply hold up. They're great games. I think that it was cool to see a character that essentially can't even talk but uh, and can only say his own name uh, really actually had a phenomenal franchise with the Yoshi's Story. And I don't think they've ever done a second Yoshi's Story. I'd love to see a second Yoshi's Story with, uh, you know, what they could pull off with the Switch. I know that Yoshi's uh, Yarn Tale or something like that has come out. There's somewhere. a Yoshi's Island as well, too. Yoshi's Island, actually, I believe, predated oh, totally... Yeah,
1: on that. that was a really good game. Yeah, I played. Good. I played that game on uh, either one of my Game Boys. I think they had a they had a thing that came with Super Mario World and Super Mario World
0: Two, which was Yoshi's Island. Both of those incredible games. Yeah, that's the thing. The Mario series in general, like Calton said, they it just stands up. And not only does he stand up, he literally carries everybody with him. Like he walks like, and jumps too. Yeah, walks jumps. The same as a Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> like just like like you said, Luigi, Toad, Yoshi. Um, there was I'm pretty sure there was two Wario games. Like, um, obviously Toad. Like I would all, love probably would release a Goomba Super game.
2: Wario World, Super Wario World for the handheld on the Game Boy. Um. These were great games. I loved the the Warrior the Warrior uh, World games. There was a lot of good Mario games on the handheld. Actually. Oh yeah,
1: Warrior uh, Warrior Ware. I don't know if you've played any of those games. Those are just fun mini games. Lots all of them. mini
2: games. But I was more talking about the actual Warrior World, where it's like the first time we've actually seen Warrior get the spotlight. He's never had the spotlight before, and uh, you know he's such a great character. It's kind of unfortunate how they've. Uh, you know, they've changed the kind of direction before, but before he was kind of a bad boy with just the biggest arms you've ever seen. Um, he's doing really cool attacks, like, like elbow charges and stuff. And, you know, uh, I think that Wario world was a very, uh, underlooked game. I think those are phenomenal games. Wario Wear came out where he has kind of a biker appearance and it's a lot of mini games. They've also implemented a lot of that into the, um, the new smash game for sure. Um, but yeah, like I say, I think Wario is such a great character and then, it comes hand in hand with Waluigi as a character coming out. You know, that's a character that a lot of people are very disappointed that he's not in the Smash games, but, you know, we have a assist trophy um, and we're getting Goomba soon. So we just got to really think about, uh, you know, the, 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 the positives when it comes to stuff like that.
0: Agreed. Uh, for me, um, the Donkey Kong series. I'm just gonna bring it back to that, and I'm not just talking about the the first three. Um, I think it was Donkey Kong '64, if I remember correctly, that I spent hours and hours and hours playing, and that was like I was talking about earlier in the podcast that there was no there was no th- no internet. There was literally a game fact book that you had to wait months in the mail for. You know what I mean? So, like, you'd get stuck on levels, and and even the brand new one for the Switch. I was playing that within the past month, and it was genuinely difficult like i'm i remember dying like a hundred times on the one level for like three hours and i finally just gave up are you and talking it- about tropical freeze is that the newest one on switch i think yeah. so
2: but if you were struggling with that that's unfortunate because those are very very easy games oh, really okay well maybe i could have been able to have <laughs> enough dexterity to beat those games quite easily so it just goes to show your <laughs> gaming prowess if you're struggling with tropical freeze on the switch
0: all right, Carter, take it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Donkey Kong 64 and the Banjo Kazooie games, those are games I definitely like to play. I've never played them before. I've seen lots of videos, reviews, and things like that. I don't know if you guys have played those games. I have
2: definitely. Banjo Kazooie is like, I would say if we're going back to our favorite games and honorable mentions, I think Banjo Kazooie's got to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Nuts and Bolts was a, an embarrassment and an abomination to the franchise. I think that it's so Some unfortunate. Have heard that uh it's so unfortunate also that just the rare um like the rare company rare who did banjo kazooie and also donkey kong 64 the license has been split up and divided in so many Mm -hmm. different ways that it would be almost be impossible to do another banjo game uh microsoft i believe bought out uh banjo kazooie to do the nuts and bolts which was uh it's just it's hard to even imagine that 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 was a game that came out in that franchise because the first two were really good uh banjo kazooie and then also banjo tooie uh, we're both great games but these are these kind of games that uh, you know it's 3D platforming with a lot of uh, collectibles and I think that that's a that's a really uh, a lot of people find those kind of games fun and I think Banjo-Kazooie the first one for sure was the uh, really the spearhead that drove that one that really drove it forward with uh, you know you have games that came out later like such as um, you know Banjo-Tooie in the same franchise, but then also DK64, which had that very same 3D platform feel with boss fights and uh, lots of collectibles, so.
0: Yeah, uh, there's literally, like, you could go back, and I don't even know how many, I I would love to, that's something I'm going to find out after this is how many actual Nintendo titles there are, but I mean, like there's so many games and like the franchises themselves are just huge you know what i mean like pokemon obviously donkey kong it might not necessarily hold as much weight as say like mario or obviously smash bros because that's an inclusion of all of the characters right but i mean it's just all these games are fun and they're all and like you said it it might have took a little bit of hit, hit with covid and stuff because the couch co-op is literally where is it's the one system that's still couch co-op shines it's the only system all these other games they're they're literally designed for one person, one person only and online play, right? Like any good game now on the Xbox or the PS4, I I can't think of a like a solid couch co-op game like other than maybe Borderlands. Um like well just remember, let's
2: just like we have to really be realistic when we think about this because again, there's so many different types of gamers in today's frontier. So we have people that uh, you know, really gravitate towards uh PlayStation, Xbox for that single player uh, single player story driven game. There's a mm-hmm. lot of that have come out, you know. Uh, uh there's a lot of online multiplayer competitive games. Obviously, th- those are ones that I love. I love ARPGs, I love fantasy games, I love RPGs in general. Um but uh you you got to realize that there's a lot of different kind of gamers in today's uh land uh, landscape so the scope of what uh nintendo was really able to do um is much different and i think that there's uh you know for them to be able to compete in this uh this market of gaming especially with like esports and that sort of thing um they are definitely going to have to figure out online especially with the way COVID has completely changed and altered the way that we live our lives Um, But it just uh, goes to show that um, a company that doesn't know how internet works is still able to be in there kind of giving left and right hooks with their games because they just lean on the fact that they are these fun, great games with uh, recognizable characters. And I think we've already already touched on that, but I would love to, like how Carter said, um, see that next level console, like, uh, you know, the Nintendo uh, after the Switch Um, And then hopefully it has the the computing process that the KFC console that's coming out has. So it'll really be good to see
0: uh, a lot of hardware and that sort of thing come to the forefront with Nintendo. Definitely. It might be a while till we see that, though. In reality, like you said, they, there's no reason for them to do it with all the with all the characters they have that are that are decades old. I know, I know. As you said, with the whole online thing, they are going to have to figure that out one way or another. They got to figure it out online because without online, eventually. There's only so far, you know, dad, mom, and pa can take a gaming system, you know what I mean? But it's people like us and people like Carter and even the younger generation with their parents showing in Nintendo. That's why it's still going. It's living on through the generations. And that's that's literally what keeps um, Nintendo going. Yeah, I think we could probably
1: wrap it up pretty soon here. I think we're well over the hour mark. I don't know about you guys. I think we've talked about pretty much everything
2: Everything just to kind of recap Nintendo. as well. Just yeah, let's re- do a recap. Just to, to kind of recap as well. I think what's uh, what's important that we, we touched on is number one, Nintendo and Nintendo as a company is something that's very important to the three of us. Mm-hmm. It's something that is, we've been able to bond with over the years. And I think that that's really important. You know, us three brothers here, obviously doing a podcast, but we've always had a really, really uh, great uh, relationship. And a lot of that relationship is focused on, you know, playing video games together and just having a lot of fun uh that's the main the main thing with nintendo is you know you're always gonna have some fun doing it. Um so the first thing with the the uh, with nintendo as a company, again I'm sure that uh, people could argue that they haven't made the best choices. Um I don't really like to say that much negative stuff about Nintendo just because of how much fun and passion that they've really given to me. Um you know obviously people in the Smash community I'm sure they could uh, completely disagree with me in that sense they you know because Nintendo can be very difficult to work with with streaming rights and that sort of thing but Again, I feel like Nintendo, in my opinion, just talking about a company that releases video games, they seem to care about their uh, the, the products that they put out and they really, really try very difficult, uh, you know, very difficult uh, timelines to get these games out. And I, I've never seen a Nintendo game with a bug. Number two, I think it's important to recognize that um, Nintendo has had an impact on just culture in general. These characters are so iconic. I'm sure if you showed an image of Mario or if you showed an image of Yoshi to a grandparent, they could identify who that is. And I think that's very difficult in today's gaming landscape. I don't think there's any way that you could show an image of Master Chief or uh, another character on another console to a grandparent or an elderly person. and they we... I like
1: the fact that you couldn't even really think of any other mascots for other consoles. It was just Master Chief and
2: well i i'm sure that i could but uh you know i'm off the sure. top of your head you yeah. can name. exactly no no i get that
1: yeah
2: um, but then the third thing i think that's really important to recognize is that uh just a simple fact that um you know with the couch co-op and they've been the kings of that um there's a really a, a really massive focus on just bringing people together and i think that that's really uh an important thing but also obviously a rare thing with today's uh you know changing terrain with uh covid and that sort of thing so it's just really nice to see that uh, nintendo's still giving it and it's really really pushing the limit with some of their games especially it's nice to see that they're not only bringing in uh different generations but uh it's really nice to see for the first time in a very long time actually that like girls are getting interested in 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 gaming i think that's really important to include them as well cuz uh you know it can be kind of a toxic environment for ge- for women and a lot of other um areas of gaming especially with for MOBAs sure. or online FPS but mm-hmm. it's good to see when uh you know they get can get included in a in Nintendo focus
0: um the thing is like like I said the thing that separates them is all those things you said Catlin obviously like that it's hits huge like like the generational the gaps of people like like you said I could literally that's the only character I could think was Master Chief off the top of my head too which is funny right it's a Halo thing I can't think of one off the top of my head for PS but um the, the handheld thing and then they still did it with the switch which is like you know, I thought they were done with that. And then they released the switch and I've still, I've, I've sat for hours. Like I could bring my switch over to buddy's house. You know, I could bring it on car rides. I could bring it camping. You could bring it fishing. You can literally bring it anywhere you want. If you're like, if you're really that big of a nerd, you could bring it hiking. Like there's so many things you could do with it, but um, that's it for this episode, guys. We appreciate everyone for subscribing and following us. Um, the traction we were getting with this is absolutely amazing. And we really, really appreciate it um the the last video i released i also said that the the website was up and running there's still a little bit of work to do on our producers end so it's going to take a little bit to get some traction with that i'm not sure i don't want to give you a timeline anymore i told you guys a week in the last video but we won't give you a timeline on that but if you need any of our um social media information that'll be in the details below so again thank you for liking subscribing and we'll see you in the next one thanks guys Bye. peace